guys, welcome back to another episode of Warrior Cats series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Um, today we will be reading chapters 13, 14, and 15. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'm sorry about um, saying I might quit this podcast. Um, I realize I shouldn't be reading for myself because some people might not be able to afford the books, and, um, and this is mostly the only podcast that reads this series. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy, um, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Now we shall be reading chapter 13. Is Cloudpaw okay? asked Ashpaw. Fireheart blinked while he searched for the right words to explain Cloudpaw's disappearance. I believe Cloudpaw has left the clan, he murmured at last. There was no point in trying to hide what happened. Ashpaw's eyes grew wide with shock and, be- and bewilderment. Left? He echoed. But he he would have told us. I mean, I never thought he'd stay here. Stay where? asked Running Wind sharply, sitting up. What's going on? Ashpaw's face. Ash- Ashpaw glanced guiltily at Fireheart, knowing he had betrayed his friend's secret. Go back to your supper, Fireheart meowed gently. You can tell Darkstripe that Cloudball has returned to his kitty pet life. There's no need for secrets anymore. I just can't believe he's actually left, mewed Ashball, sadly. I'll I'll really miss him. He turned and plodded back plodded back to the apprentice's den, where Darkstripe sat waiting like a hungry owl. The news would be uh, would be all through the camp by sunset. Where has Cloudpaw gone? demanded Running Wind, turning to Fireheart. He's gone back to live with two legs, Fireheart replied, each word dropping like a stone into the soul into the sultry forest air. His ears still rang with Cloudpaw's heartbreaking cries for help, but Fireheart couldn't see that could couldn't see that it would do any good to start making excuses for his er er errant apprentice. How could he convince the clan that Cloudpaw has had been taken against his will, when they would all remember that the apprentice had been growing f- fat from two leg offerings? Running Wind frowned. Darkstripe is going to hear, uh, going to enjoy hearing that. The tabby warrior was already staring triumphantly across the clearing as he le- leaned down and li- listened, down to listen to Ashpaw's news. With a sinking feeling, Fireheart watched as he trotted over to Longtail and Small Ear, and the news of Cloudpaw's disappearance began to spread through the clan like tendrils of dark, clinging ivy. Small ear squeezed between the branches of the oak to share the news with the elders, while Longtail nodded at his former mentor and headed away toward the nursery. Just as Fireheart had feared, Darkstripe was making sure the whole camp knew that Fireheart's kin had returned to his kitty pet's roots. Aren't you going to do anything? asked Sandstorm, her voice sharp with indignation. Are you going to leave it to Darkstripe to tell the clan about Cloudpaw? Fireheart shook his head. How can I fight the truth? He mouthed sadly. You could speak to the clan, snapped Sandstorm. Explain what really happened. Cloudpaw rejected clan life as soon as he started accepting kitty pet food, Fire pointed out. Well, you should at least tell Bluestar. Sandstorm urged. Too late, murmured Running Wind. Fireheart followed the brown warrior's gaze and saw Darkstripe padding toward, towards Bluestar, Bluestar's di- dr- sorry, <laughs> Bluestar's den. She was going to have her evening disturbed when she needed peace more than anything else. Fireheart, 
Sorry guys, I'm reading off a, uh, I don't know, PDF thing, and there's a weird word. I don't know. Uh, okay. Give me one sec. Okay. Fireheart saw, uh, Darkstripe's tail, um, oh wait, sorry, hold on. Yeah, this is super weird. It like has a glitch. Uh, here, give me one sec. Okay, I got it. Fireheart thrashed his tail as Darkstripe's selfish spite uh, at at Darkstripe's selfish spite, although he knew most of his anger was directed at Cloudfall. Come on, you might as well eat your supper, meowed Sandstorm, more gently now. But Fireheart had no appetite left. He could only stare around the clearing, returning the glance of the other clearing cats, some anxious, some greedily curious, as he, as they leaned of, learned of Cloud, Cloudpaw's desertion. Burning Wind's tail flicked one at, of Fireheart's hind legs. Look out. Darkstrap was heading toward them with a smug expression he didn't even try to hide. Blue Star wants to see you, he meowed loudly to Fireheart. With a resigned sigh, Fireheart stood up and made his way to the Thunder Clan leader's den. He hesitated at the entrance, feeling a flicker of anxiety. It seemed inevitable in that Blue Star would see Cloudpaw's disappearance as yet another betrayal by a Thunder Clan cat. Did this mean she would start to doubt Fireheart as well because of his kitty pet origins? Come in, Fireheart, Blister called. I can smell you lurking out there. He pushed between the luncheon. F- Bluestar was curled up in her nest with Whitestorm beside her, her eyes wide with curiosity. Fireheart pricked his ears, trying to stop them from twitching and betraying his nerves. So that's why you came to see me earlier, meowed Bluestar, wondering if I, w- if I was hungry indeed. Fireheart was caught off guard by her amused purr in her voice. You only usually offer to bring food to my den if if you think I'm dying. You had me thinking there was a rumor going around camp that was that I was on my last legs. Fireheart couldn't believe she was taking the news about Cloudpaw so calmly. Uh, I'm sorry, he stammered. I was going to tell you about Cloudpaw, but you seemed so, so peaceful. I didn't want to upset you. I may not have been feeling well lately, Bluestar acknowledged with a dip of her head. But I'm not made of cobwebs. Her blue eyes grew serious as she went on. I'm still your leader, and I need to know everything that's going on in my clan. Yes, Blue Star, answered Fireheart. Now Darkstrip tells me that Cloudpaw has gone to live with two legs. Do you know this might did you know this might happen? Fireheart nodded. But not recent n- but not until recently, he added. I only found out yesterday he was vi- he was visiting a two leg nest for food. And he thought you could sort him out, uh, out by yourself," murmured Blue Star. "Yes." Fireheart glanced at Whitestorm, who watched in silence, his old eyes missing nothing. "You can't tell a cat what his heart should feel," Blue Star warned. "If Cloudpaw's heart, if Cloudpaw's heart longed for ki- for a kitty pet life, then not even Star Clan could change him." "I know," Fireheart agreed, "but it's not as simple as that. You didn't want to excuse Cloudpaw's behavior to." behavior to the rest of the clan, but he wanted Blue Star to know the whole story. Although whether 
but although whether that was Cloudpaw's sake or his, he wasn't quite sure. He was taken away by the two legs against his will. Taken away? echoed Whitestorm. What makes you say that? I saw him being carried off inside a monster, Fire explained. He was crying out for help. I chased after him, but there was nothing I could do. But he, he'd been accepting food from the two legs for some time, Blue Star reminded him, narrowing her eyes. Yes, Fireheart admitted. I spoke to him about that yesterday, and I'm not sure he really wanted to live a kitty pet life. He seemed to still think of himself as a clan cat. Fireheart swallowed uncomfortably. I don't think that Cloudpaw could understand how far he was breaking the warrior code. Are you sure he is the sort of warrior that ThunderClan needs? asked Bluestar. Fireheart lowered his eyes, ashamed of his apprentice and recognizing the truth in Bluestar's words. He's still young, he mewed quietly. I think he has the heart of a clan cat, even if he doesn't realize it himself yet. Fireheart, Bluestar's mew was gentle. ThunderClan needs your loyal, brave cats. ThunderClan needs loyal, brave cats like you. Cloudpaw was taken. And perhaps it was Star Clan. It was what Star Clan intended. He mean he may not be forest born, but he has part of our clan long enough. For, he has been a part of our clan long enough for our warrior ancestors to take an interest in him. Don't be too sad. Wherever he has gone, Star Clan will make sure he finds happiness there. Fireheart raised his eyes slowly to his old mentor. Thanks, Blue Star. He meowed. He wanted to believe that Star Clan had Cloudpaw's best interests at heart, that they were that that they weren't punishing the clan or signaling their disapproval to Kitty Pets by sending the apprentice away. He wasn't entirely convinced, but he was grateful to the clan leader for her sympathy, and heartily relieved that she hadn't read any darker messages into Cloudpaw's disappearance. That night, Fireheart dreamed again. The clear night sky stretched overhead as his dream swept him high above the forest to the four trees. Holding him in his starry talons before dropping him down onto the great rock, Fireheart felt the ageless strength of the boulder beneath his paws and relished the coolness of the smooth stone on his pads, which still stung from chasing after Cloudpaw. He felt Spiderleaf coming. And with the feeling came a surge of relief that she had not abandoned him, like in his last last dream. Fireheart, the sim, the familiar voice whispers in her, whispered in his ears. And Fireheart spun around, expecting to see the medicine cat's tortoiseshell coat glowing in the moonlight, but she was not there. Spiderleaf, where are you? He called out, his heart his heart aching with longing to see her. Fireheart, the murmuring the voice murmured again. Beware of an enemy who see, seems to sleep. What do you mean? Asked Fireheart, his chest tightening. What enemy? Beware. Fireheart opened his eyes and jerked up his head. It was still dark out, dark inside the den. He could hear the steady breathing of the other Thunderclan warriors. He pushed himself up and weaved his way toward the entrance. As he slipped past Darkstripe, he noticed the warrior's ears were pricked and alert although his eyes were closed. But we're beware of an enemy who sleep, who seems to sleep. The warning sounded again at Fireheart's head, but he shook the thought away. Spotleaf didn't need to remind him to be wary of Darkstripe. Fireheart knew very well that Darkstripe's loyalty to Sun Clan did not necessarily mean loyalty to him. 
Spotted Leaf's warning had been about something else. Something she feared Fireheart could not see for himself. The clearing brought a pale, silvery moonlight and a cool, cool breeze. Fireheart sat at the edge and stared up at the stars. What could it be that Spotted feared that on Fireheart's behalf? He searched his mind, going over everything that happened to him recently. Lucifer's recovery, Cloudpaw's disappearance, his discovery of the sick ShadowClan cats. The ShadowClan cats. Cinderpearl had said she had cleared their, cured their sickness, but perhaps she hadn't. Perhaps they had only seemed better. Fire felt an alarm pricking like flea bites at the base of his tail. Spotleaf had been a medicine cat. She might know the sickness was not really cured. Perhaps she was warning him that it was it had already spread into the ThunderClan camp. The more Fireheart thought about it, the more so- certain he felt that was what his dream had been. Had been. Bats fitted, fl- flitted between the trees overhead, and soundless wings be- seemed to fan the flames of Fireheart's heart. How could he? Ha- how could he have let the ShadowClan cat stay in ThunderClan territory? Yes, Cinderpelt. If sh- he had, he had to ask Cinderpelt. Can you guys give me a sec? Sorry, there's some loud noise. Um, you might hear some stuff. Okay. He had to ask Cinderpearl if she, if, if she was sure she had cured their sickness. He leaped to his paws and raced silently across the clearing, through the tunnel of ferns, and into Yellowfang's den. He skated to a halt, panting. Yellowfang's rasping snores echoed from the dark in the rock ahead. Fireheart could hear Cinderpelt's gentler breathing from a nest among the ferns that walled the clearing. Thrust his head into the small hollow. Cinderpelt, he hissed urgently. Is that you, Fireheart? She mewed sleepily. Cinderpelt, Fireheart hissed again, loud enough to make the gray cat open her eyes. She squint. She she squinted at him, then slowly rolled rolled her onto her belly and lifted her head. What is it? she asked, frowning. Are you certain that the Shadow Queen cats are really cured? Fireheart demanded. He kept his voice low enough, though he knew Yellowfang would not be able to hear him from inside her den. Cinderpelt blinked in confusion. You woke me up to ask me that? I told you yesterday yesterday. They're getting better. But they're still sick? Well, yes. Cinderpelt admitted, but not nearly as sick as they were. And what what about you? Do you have any signs of sickness? Have any of our cats come to you with fever or pain? Cinderpelt yawned and stretched. I'm fine, she mewed. The ShadowClan cats are fine. ThunderClan is fine. She shook her head wearily. Everybody's fine. What in StarClan is worrying you? I had a dream, Fire explained uncomfortably. Spotleaf came and told me to beware of an enemy who sleeps. I think she, she means the sickness. Cinderpelt snorted. The dream was probably warning you not to go walking into old, poor old Cinderpelt, who's had a really long day, or my, or you might get your whiskers pulled. Fireheart realized she looked exhausted. She must have been, she must have been even busier th- than usual lately, carrying out her duties in the camp as well as caring for Little Cloud and Whitethroat. I'm sorry, now, but I think the Shadow Clan cats have to leave. Cinderpelt opened her eyes fully for the first time. You said they could sail until they were completely better, she reminded him. Have you changed your mind because of this dream? 
Sparleaf has been right before, Fire answered. I can't risk oblating them to stay. Cinderpelt stared at him wordlessly for a moment, then mewed and then mewed. Let me speak to them. Pirate nodded. But you must do it tomorrow, he insisted. Cinderpelt rested her chin on her front on her front paws. I'll tell them, she promised. What but what if your dream is wrong? If Shadow Clan is as riddled with sickness as they say it is, you could be sending the, these cats to their deaths. Fireheart felt his breath catch in his chest, but he knew he had to protect his own clan. You can show them how to make the healing mixture, can't you? He just—he suggested. Cinderpelt nodded. Okay. Fire went on. If you do that, they'll be able to take care of themselves. Maybe even help their clanmates. They thought the thought that he was—that he was not totally abandoning the desperate Shadowclan cats came as a relief. But he still felt the need to explain why he was turning away them away. Cinderpearl, I have to listen to Spottleleaf. A hard lump of sadness choked him into silence. The scent of ferns around him made the memory of the medicine cat even trickier, for this was where she had lived and worked. You talk about her as if she's still alive, murmured Cinderpearl, closing her eyes. Why can't you let her rest with Starclan? I know she was special to you, but remember what Yellowfang said to me when I couldn't stop thinking about Silverstream. Put your energy in today and stop wor worrying about the past. What's wrong with remembering Spotleaf? Fire protested. Because while you were dreaming about her, there's another cat, a living one, right under your nose, whom you should be thinking about instead. Fireheart stared at Cinderpelt, puzzled. What are you talking about? Haven't you noticed? Noticed what? Cinderpelt opened her eyes and lifted her head. Fireheart, every cat in the clan can see you that Sandstorm is very, very fond of you. Fireheart felt a hot flush spread around spread through his fur and he stared started to protest but cinderpearl ignored him now go away and let me rest she muttered resting her chin on her paws once more i'll tell little cloud and white throat to leave tomorrow i promise by the time fireheart reached the fern tum tunnel he could hear cinderpearl's gentle snoring mingled with the steady rasps rasps of yellow fang his mind was still reeling as he padded into the clearing he knew Sandstorm liked and respected him far more than he would have ever have that he would ever have expected when he first joined the clan. But it had never occurred to him that she felt anything stronger than friendship for him. Suddenly, he pictured the soft sparkle in her pale green eyes when she had licked his stinging paws, and his fur began to prickle with a sensation he had not felt before. And that's the end of chapter 14. I hope you guys enjoyed this chapter. We're going to take a quick break. And I'll see you guys on the other side. And I think it's 13. I don't know if it's said 14. Bye. Hi everyone. Welcome back from the break. Now we will read chapter 14. Over the next few days, the streams in ThunderClan territory dwindled until only fresh water to be, to be found was near the RiverClan border on the far side of Sunning Rocks. There's never been a summer like it, grumbled one eye. The forest is as dry as a kit's bedding. Fireheart was searching the sky, the sky for clouds, sending a silent prayer to StarClan that rain would come soon. 
The drought was forcing the Sunner Clan cats to fetch water nearer and nearer to the place where Cinderpelt had sheltered the six Shadow Clan cats, and he didn't want to risk any of the patrols coming into contact with lingering traces of the, of the disease. At the same time, he was almost grateful for the distraction of worrying, worrying about water, which left him less time to dwell on what ha- had happened to Cloudpaw and where his ap- apprentice might be now. The Sun High Patrol had just returned, and Frostfur was originally a par- party of elders and queens to go to the river. Was organizing a party of the elders and queens to go to the river to drink. They gathered in the narrow s- shadows at the edge of the clearing. Why would Starclan send such a drought now? Smallier complained. Out of the corner of his eye, Fireheart saw the old Grey Tom glance in his direction, and he remembered with a shiver the elders' warning about the broken rituals. It's not the dryness that bothers me, whereas one eye saw the two legs out in the forest. I never heard so many crashing around, scaring off the prey, and ruining our scent markers with their stench. A bit of rain might drive them away. Well, I'm worried about Willowpelt, meowed Speckletail. It's quite a journey to the stream and back, and she doesn't like to leave her kits for so long. But if she doesn't drink, her milk will dry her milk will dry up and her kits will starve. Goldenflower too, Patchpelt put in. Perhaps if we each carried back moss soaked in water, they could lick the moisture from that, he suggested. That's a great idea, Fireheart meowed. He wondered why he hadn't thought of that himself. Perhaps he had been trying to put the nursery and the and one kit in part particular out of his mind. Can you bring some back today? The old black and white Tom nodded. Well, I'll we'll all bring some bring some, offered Speckletail. Thank you. Fireheart blinked gratefully at her. He couldn't help thinking with a pang of regret how eagerly Cloudpaw would have volunteered to help the elders. He'd always been particularly close to them, listening to their stories at night and sometimes even sharing their meals. It stung Fireheart if he let himself to think of, if he let himself think about it for too long, that the elders hardly seemed to notice Cloudpaw's absence. Was Fireheart the only cat in Thunderclan who thought Cloudpaw could have could have adjusted to life in the forest? He shook his his ears irritably. Perhaps Bluestar was right, and the young cat had made the right decision to leave. But it didn't stop Fireheart from missing him with an unexpected intensity. He called to Sandstorm and Brackenfur, who were who were resting in the shade of the middle patch after the Sun High Patrol. They leaped up at once and trotted over to him. Would you escort Smallier and the others? Fireheart meowed. I don't know how close to the river they'll have to go, and they'll need some backup if they bump into a river clan patrol. He paused. I know you're tired, but the other cats are out training, and I need you to stay with Whitestorm to guard the camp. No problem, meowed Brackenfur easily. I'm not tired, Fireheart, insisted Sandstorm, mixing him with her leaf green gaze. Fireheart's paws tingled as he remembered what Cinderpearl had told him a few nights ago. Uh, great, he meowed, a little too loudly. He began washing his chest self-consciously, his licks become br- becoming brisker as he noticed that Brackenfur's whiskers were twitching with amusement. He was relieved when the group padded off the... Uh, padded out of the gorse tunnel, leaving him in a deserted clearing. Whitestorm was with Blue Star in her den. Willowpelt and Goldflower were in the nursery with their kits. Fire had noticed Tigerclaw's kit padding around the camp on unsteady legs the past few days, encouraged by Goldenflower. 
He found himself avoiding its eyes, and he and had looked on him on warily as little by little it joined in with clan life. Now, as he listened listened to the mewling with the other kids, Fireheart's main thought was how hungry it would be if if it if it was hungry it would be if its mother didn't get water soon. He hoped the cats wouldn't have to, have to travel all the way to the river, and he pictured the band of queens and elders moving slowly through the undergrowth with sandstorm beside them, orange orange fur glowing glowing among the green fronds. With a jolt, he remembered the six shadowclone cats. What if Cinderpelt hadn't really sent them away and they were still hiding there? Fireheart shuddered. He hurried toward Yellowfang's clearing and bumped and nearly bumped and bumped and Cinderpelt limping out of the tunnel entrance. What's the matter with you? She mewed cheerily. And then she looked at Fireheart's frown on it on Fireheart's face. And then she looked at the frown on Fireheart's face, and she ex- and her expression changed. Did you tell Little Cloud and White Throat they must leave? Fireheart whispered urgently. We've been through this already, Cinderpelt sighed patiently. Are you sure they've gone? They promised to leave that night. Her blue eyes challenged Fireheart to argue with her. And there's no stench of sickness left, he persisted, his fur pricking with worry. Look, she snapped. I told them to leave, and they said they would. I don't have time for this. There are berries to be collected, and the birds will get them if I don't. If you don't believe me about the Shadowclan cats, why don't you check for yourself? A low yowl came from the medicine cat's den. I don't know. I don't know who you're mewing, mewing out, at, out there, but stop it now and go fetch those berries. Sorry, Yellowfang, Cinderpelt called over his shoulder. I'm just talking to Fireheart. Her eyes flashed accusingly at, at him as Yellowfang's voice sounded again. I'll tell him to stop wasting your time, or he'll have to an- have me to answer to. Cinderpelt's shoulders relaxed and her whiskers twitched with amusement. Fireheart felt a pang of guilt. I'm sorry to keep going on about it. Cinderpelt, it's not that I don't trust you, it's just that I, you're just, you're just, excuse me, you're just a fretful old badger, she told him, nudging him affectionately on the shoulder, go and check out the root root cave for yourself if you want to put up, put your mind at rest, she brushed past him and went toward the camp entrance, Cinderpelt was right, Fireheart knew he would be satisfied, satisfied only once he'd seen the ancient oak himself to make sure it was free of both Shadowclone Cat's sickness it, both Shadowclone Cat's and the sickness but he couldn't leave now he and Whitestorm were the only warriors in the camp his fur tw- itching with frustration and worry Fireheart began to pace the clearing as he turned below the high rock to retrace his steps once again he spotted Whitestorm padding toward him have you decided on the evening patrol yet? Called the White Warrior. I thought Running Moon could take Thornpaw and Mousefur. Good idea, answered Whitestorm distractedly. My king is. Good idea, answered Whitestorm distractedly. He clearly had something on his mind. Could Brightpaw go with the Dawn Patrol tomorrow? He asked. The apprentice will, will do her good. The experience will do her good. I, I haven't been keeping up on her training lately. Whitestorm's ear twitched. With a twi- twinge of, uh, of unease, Fireheart realized the White Warrior had been spending more and more time 
more of his time with Blue Star. He couldn't help suspecting that White Storm was afraid of what of what the Santa Clan leader might do if he let her left her alone for too long. At the same time, Fireheart felt guilty, relie- guiltily relieved that there was n- another cat in the clan, the most respect- respected senior warrior, no less, who shared his concerns for their troubled leader. Of course, he agreed. Whitestorm sat down beside Fireheart and looked around the clearing. It's quiet this afternoon. Sandstorm and Brackenfur have, have taken the elders and queens to drink by the river. Patchbelt suggested bring, bringing back moss sipped with water for willpow and cornflower. Whitestorm nodded. Perhaps they could share some with Bluestar. She seems reluctant to leave the camp. The old warrior lowered his voice. She's been licking the dew from the leaves each morning, but she needs more than that in, the, in this heat. Fire, Fireheart felt a, fra- a fresh wave of anxiety swell in his chest. She seemed so much better the other day. She's getting be- better all the time, the white warrior assured him. But still, she his deep mew trailed away, and although Fireheart felt shaken by the, by the dark frown on the old warrior's face, there's no need to say more. I understand," he murmured. "I'll ask Patch- Patchpelt to take her some when they when take her some when they return. Thank you." Whitestorm narrowed her narrowed his eyes at Fireheart. "You're doing very well, you know," he remarked calmly. Fireheart sat up. "What do you mean?" "Being deputy, I know it hasn't been easy with Blue Star, the way she is in the drought, but I doubt there's a cat in the clan who would deny that Blue Star made the right choice when she appointed you." Apart, apart from Darkstripe and Dispel and half the elders, Fire responded silently. Then he realized he was being ch- churlish. He was being ch- churlish, and blinked gratefully at the White Warrior. Thank you, White Storm. He purred. He couldn't help feeling encouraged by such high praise from this wise cat, whose opinion he valued as valued as much as Blue Stars. And I'm sorry about Cloudpaw, Whitestorm went on gently. It must be very hard for you. After all, he was your kin. And I think it is too easy for clanborn cats to take that bond for granted. Fire was taken aback by the warrior's shrewdness. Well, yes, he began hesitantly. I do miss him, not just because he was my kin. I truly believe he could have made a good warrior in the end. He glanced sideways at Whitestorm, half expecting the old cat to come at contract contradict him, but to his surprise the warrior was nodding. He was a good hunter and a good friend and to, to the other apprentices, Whitestorm agreed, but perhaps StarClan has a different, d- different desti- destiny for him. I'm no medicine cat, I cannot read the stars like Yellowfang or Cinderfelt, but I have always been willing to trust her, her Trust our warrior ancestors, wherever they might lead our clan. And that is what makes you such a noble warrior, Fireheart thought, filled with admiration for Whitestorm's loyalty to the warrior code. If Cloudpaw had had, if Cloudpaw had one whiskers worth of understanding, perhaps things would have been very different. The sound of pebbles clattering outside the camp wall made both cats jump. Fireheart dashed to the camp entrance. Speckletail and the others were crashing down the rocky slope, sitting grit and dirt crumbling around them. Their fur was bristling and their eyes were filled with alarm. 
two legs. Speckletail panted as she reached the foot of the ravine. Fireheart looked up to where Rockford and Sandstorm were helping the eldest cats as they struggled down from boulder to boulder. It's okay, Sandstorm called down. We lost them. When they were all safely at the bottom, Brackenfur explained, his breath coming in frightened gasps. There was a group of young ones. They chased us. Fireheart's fur bristled with alarm as, he, as a terrified mewing broke out among the other cats. Are you all okay? He meowed. Sandstorm looked around the group and nodded. Good. Fireheart steadied himself with a deep breath. Where were these two legs? Were they by the river? We hadn't even reached Sunny Rocks, answered Sandstorm. Her voice grew calmer as she took her breath back, and her eyes began to gleam with indignation. They were loose in the woods, not on the usual two-leg paths. Fire tried not to betray his alarm. Two legs rarely ventured this deep into the forest. We shall have to wait till dark to fetch water, he decided out loud. Do you think they'll be gone by then? asked one eye shakily. Why would they stay? Fire tried to sound reassuring despite his private doubts. Who could predict what a two-leg might do? But what about Willapot and Goldenflower? fretted Speckletail. They'll need water before then. I'll go and fetch some, after offered Sandstorm. No, meowed Fireheart. I'll go. Fetching water for Willapot will give him a perfect opportunity to take Cinderpelt's advice and check for himself that the, that the ShadowClan cats and their sickness had gone from the cave beneath the old oak. He nodded to Sandstorm. I need you to stay at the top of the ravine and look out for two legs. When I let out an anxious mew, I'm sure they, I'm sure they'll have turned back by now. Fireheart soothed the elder. Uh, Fireheart soothed the elder, but you'll be safe with Sandstorm on guard. He looked into the orange she-cat's sparkling emerald eyes and knew he spoke the truth. I'll come with you, meowed Brackenfur. Fireheart shook his head. Shook his head. He had to make this journey alone to avoid any other cats finding out about Cinderpelt's foolish good deed. You'll need to guard, guard camp with the White Storm, he told the pale ginger warrior. And I want you to report what you saw in the forest just now to Blue Star. I'll carry back as much moss as I can. The rest of you will have to wait till sunset. Fireheart and Sandstorm climbed the ravine together, cautiously, cautiously san sniffing the air as he approached the top. There were no sign of two legs here. Be careful, whispered Sandstorm, as Fireheart prepared to head into the forest. He licked the top of her head. I will, he promised softly. Green eyes met. Uh, Green eyes met green eyes for a long moment, then Fireheart turned and crept warily through the trees. He kept he kept to the thickest undergrowth, his ears pricked and half and his mouth half open, as he strained his senses to pick up the, any signs of two legs. He smelled their unnatural stench as he approached sunning rocks, but it was stale now. Fireheart turned and cut through the woods to the slope above the river that that marked the river clan border. As he checked the river. As he checked the four river clan patrols, he couldn't help looking out for a familiar gray head of his. A uh, familiar gray head of his friend, Graystripe. But there was no sign of any cats in the airless forest. Fireheart would be able to watch, fetch water from the stream without being challenged. But first he had to check on the cave beneath the ancient oak. 
He headed along the border, stopping at every other tree to leave his scent and freshen the boundary between the two clans. Even this close to the river, the forest had lost its newly lushness, and the leaves looked shriveled and worn. Pirate soon spotted the gnarled oak, and as he drew near, he saw the dusty cave where the Shadowland cats had sheltered. He breathed in deeply. The stench of sickness had, had gone. With a sigh of relief, he decided to take a quick look inside and, fetch, and then fetch water. He padded forward, his eyes fixed on the hole. He crouched low, then cautiously stretched his neck and peered into the makeshift inn. He let out a startled gasp as a weight dropped onto his back and claws grasped his sides. Fear and rage pulsed through him as he yelled, twisting violently in an attempt to throw off his attacker, but the cat who had ambushed him kept a firm hold. Fireheart braced himself for a pain, for a pain of thorn-sharp claws in his flanks, but his paws that clutched him were so wide and soft, their claws unsheathed. Then a, then a familiar scent filled his nostrils. A scent overlaid now with the odors of Riverfan, but recognizable all the same. Graystripe, he mewed joyfully. I thought you would never come to see me, purred Graystripe. Byron felt his old friend slip, slip from his back and realized Graystripe was dripping wet with river water. His own orange pelt was soaked from, from their tessel. He shook himself and stared in amazement at the Grey Warrior. You swam across the river? He mounted in disbelief. Every cat in Thunderclan knew how much Graystripe hated getting his thick fur wet. Graystripe gave himself a quick shake, and the water splattered easily from his pelt. His long fur, which used to, be, which used to soak up water like moss, looked sleek, sleek and glossy. It's quicker than going down to the stepping stones, he pointed out. Besides, my fur doesn't seem to hold the water as much anymore. One of the advantages of eating fish, I suppose. About the only one, I should think, answered Fireheart, screwing up his face. Couldn't imagine how the strong flavor of fish could compare to the suitable musky flavors of Thunderclan forest, forest prey. It's not so bad once you get used to it. Now, Graystripe, he blinked warmly at Fireheart. You look well. You too, Fireheart purred back. How is everyone? Is Dustbelt still being in pain? How's Bluestar? Dustbelt's fine, Fireheart began, began, and then hesitated. Bluestar is. He searched for words and unsure of how to tell his old friend about the Thunderclan leader. What's up? asked Graystripe, his eyes narrowing. Fireheart realized the Grey Warrior knew him too well to miss his reaction. His ears flicked self-consciously. Lucera is all right, isn't she? She's fine. Fire assured him quickly, relieved it was his, it, it was his anxiety about the Sun Clan leader that Graystripe had detected, not his wariness of his old friend. But she hasn't really been her been her old self lately. Not since Tireclaw. He trailed off uncertainly. Graystripe frowned. Have you seen the old? poison paws since he left? Fireheart shook his head. Not a sign of him. I don't know how Bluestar would react if she saw him again. She scratched his eyes out, if I know her, purred Graystripe. I can't imagine things keeping Bluestar down for long. I wish that were I wish that were true, Fireheart thought sadly. He looked into Graystripe's curious eyes, knowing with a pang of sadness that his desire to confide in his old friend had been an impossible dream. 
Graystripe was a member of RiverClan now, and Fireheart had to accept with a heavy heart that he couldn't share the details of his stun of his leader's weakness with a cat from another clan. And he also realized that he wasn't prepared to tell Graystripe about Cloudball's disappearance, at least not yet. Fireheart tried to tell himself this was because he didn't know what to because he didn't want to worry Graystripe when his friend was unable to help anyway. But he suspected his silence might have more to do with pride. He didn't want Graystripe to know that he had failed as as a mentor for a second time. So soon after Cinderpelt's accident. So soon after Cinderpelt's accident. What's it like in RiverClan? He meowed, deliberately changing the subject. Graystripe, Graystripe shrugged. Not much different from the from ThunderClan. Some of them are friendly. Some of them are grumpy. Some of them are funny. Some of them are well. They're just like normal clan cats, I suppose. Fireheart couldn't help envying the Grey Warrior for sounding so relaxed. Clearly, Graystripe's new life didn't carry the burden of responsibility that Fireheart had to deal with now that he now that he was deputy. And part of him still felt a small thorn of resentment that had mingled with his grief since Graystripe had left ThunderClan. Fireheart knew his friend could not have abandoned his kids. He just wished he'd fought harder to keep them in ThunderClan. Fireheart pushed away these unfriendly thoughts. How are your kids? he asked. Graystripe purred proudly. They're wonderful, he declared. The she-kit is just like like her mother and every bit as beautiful and with the same temper. She gives, she gives her den mother quite a bit of trouble, but every cat loves her, especially Cricket Star. Tom is more easygoing, happy, whatever he's doing. Like his father, remarked Fireheart, and almost as handsome was the gray stripe, his eyes gleaming with amusement. Fireheart felt a familiar rush of joy at, at, at being with his old friend. I miss you, he meowed, suddenly overwhelmed with longing to have Graystripe back to camp, back at the camp, to hunt and fight beside him again. Why don't you come home? Graystripe shook his wide gray head. Wide gray head. I can't leave my kids, he meowed. Fireheart couldn't help the look of disbelief that flashed in his eyes. After all, kids were raised by queens, not their fathers. And Graystripe went on quickly, quickly. Oh, they. They are very well cared for in the nursery. They would be happy and safe with Riverclan, but I don't think I could bear to be away from them. They remind me too much of Silverstream. You miss her that much? I loved her, Graystripe answered simply. Fireheart felt a pang of jealousy until, jealousy until he remembered the sorrow he felt whenever he awoke from a dream of Spotleaf. He reached forward and touched Graystripe's cheek with his nose. Only StarClan knew if he if he if he might have done the same thing for Spotleaf or Sandstorm, whispered a deep a, a voice deep in Fireheart's mind. Graystripe nudged him back, disturbing Fireheart's wandering thoughts and almost unbalancing him. Enough soppy stuff, he meowed, as if he could read his friend's mind. You didn't really come here to see me, did you? Fireheart was caught off guard. Well, not entirely, he confessed. You were looking for those Shadowclan cats, right? How did you know about them? Fireheart demanded, stunned. How can I not know? Explains, excla- exclaimed Graystripe. The stents they were giving off, Shadowclan cats smell bad enough on their own, but the sick ones, yuck. Does that? Does the rest of RiverClan know about them? 
Fireheart was alarmed to think the other clans could have found out about about Thunderclan was sheltering Shadowclan Catskin, and one's tainted by sickness said that. Not as far as I know, Graystripe assured him. I offered to do all the patrolling up this end of the river. The other cats just thought I was homesick and, and indulged me. I think they were secretly hoping I'd go back to Thunderclan if I got enough of the forest sense. But why why would you protect Shadowclan cats like that? Fireheart asked, puzzled. I came over and spoke to them soon after they arrived, a gray stripe explained. They told me Cinderpelt had hidden them there. Headed them here. I reckon that if Cinderpelt had something to do with it, then you must know. Sheltering a couple of sickly flea bags is just the sort of soft-hearted thing you'd do. Well, I wasn't exactly thrilled when, he, when I found out, Fireheart admitted, but I bet you let her off. Fireheart shrugged. Well, yes. You always could wrap your- wrap- she always could wrap you around her paws. Now, Graystripe affectionately. Anyway, they've gone now. When did they leave? Fireheart felt a wave of relief that Cinderpelt had kept her promise. I saw one hunting this side of the river a couple of days ago, but not a whisker since. A couple of days ago? Fireheart was alarmed to hear the Shadowclan cats were still were still there so recently. Had Cinderpelt decided to nurse them until they were well enough to travel travel after all? After all, his fur. His fur prickled with irritation as, at, at the thought, but he trusted that she had not made the decision lightly. He was just grateful to StarClan that he hadn't bumped into a water-gathering patrol from ThunderClan. They were gone now, and with any luck, so was the threat of sickness. Look, Meow Graystripe, I have to go. I'm on hunting duty, and I promised I'd watch a couple of apprentices this afternoon. Have you got an apprentice of your own? Graystripe met, met his gaze steadily. I don't think River Clan is willing to trust me to train their warriors yet. Murmured. Fire couldn't tell if it was amusing amusement or regret that made his old friend Whiskers twitch. I'll see you again sometime. Graystripe meow, giving Fireheart a soft shove with his muzzle. Definitely. Fireheart felt a black hole of sadness yawn and said in his belly as the gray warrior turned to leave. Spotleaf, Graystripe, Cloudpaw. Was Fireheart destined to lose every cat he grew close to? Take care, he called. He watched Graystripe pad through the ferns to the, to the edge of the river and weighed in confidently. The warrior's broad shoulders gilded through the water, leaving a gentle wake as he swam strongly, turning with strongly churning paws. Fireheart shook his head. Wishing he could scatter his troubles, th- th- his troubled thoughts as easily as Graystripe's pelt had shed the water after his swim. Then he turned away and headed into the trees. That's the end of chapter 14. Uh, we're going to take a- another quick break and read chapter 15. Bye. Now we can read chapter 15. Fireheart carried a, the ball of wet moss gently between his teeth. Some of the moisture had dripped out, out in the journey home, soaking his chest and cooling his forepaws, but there would be enough to quench the golden flowers and willow pelts thirst until a patrol could collect more after sunset. 
The clan lay in small groups around the clearing while the sun slowly slid toward the treetops. Most of them had eaten and were quietly sharing tongues in the customary grooming session, pausing briefly between licks to greet Fireheart as he emerged from the gorse tunnel. He nodded to Running Wind, Mousefur, and Thornpaw, who were about to go out on the, on the evening patrol. Brindleface was getting ready to lead another group of elders to fetch water. She was gathering them together at the fallen oak, and Fireheart heard Smallier determined mute as he passed. We'll need to keep our ears pricked and our eyes sharp while we're traveling, the old gray Tom went on. You see that nick in my ear? I got that when I was an apprentice, and now swooped out of nowhere. But I'll bet my claws but I'll bet my claws left a bigger scar than this than his. Fireheart's felt Fireheart felt his fur relax on his shoulders, smoothed by the familiar murmurings of clan life. The Shadow Clan cats were gone, just as Sinpel had promised, and he had seen Graystripe. He slipped into the nursery and placed the moss gently beside Willowpelt and Golden Flower. Thanks, Fireheart, yelled Willowpelt. There'll be more after supper, Fireheart promised as the two queens began to lick the precious drops of water from the clump of moss. He tried to ignore the eyes of Tiger, Claw Tiger Claw's kit gleaming hungrily from the shadows as Goldenflower pressed the moss with her nuzzle muzzle to squeeze out another mouth mouthful. Parental face is going to lead the the other elder oh, hold on, guys, can you give me one second? Brindleface is going to lead the other elders to the river once the sun, the sun has set and the woods are clear of two legs, Fire explained. Goldenflower licked her lips. It's been a while since some of us ha have been out in the forest after dark, she commented. I think Smallier is looking to it, looking forward to it, purred Fireheart. He was telling stories about the owl that used to hunt near Sunny Rocks. Poor Halftail looked a bit nervous. A little excitement will do him good, Lillipelt remarked. I wish I could go with them. A scrap with an owl would be just a thing to, scrap to stretch my legs. Do you miss being a warrior? Fireheart asked, surprised. Willipo looked so comfortable lying in the nursery while her fa fast-growing kits scrambled over her. It hadn't occurred to him that she might hanker after her old life. Wouldn't you? Willipo challenged him. Well, yes, stammered Fireheart. But you have your kits. Willipelt twisted her head to pick up a tiny tortoise shell and white cheek kit that had tumbled off her flank. She dropped it between her four paws and gave it, gave it a look. Oh yes, I have my kits, she agreed, but I miss running through the forest hunting for my own play, prey and patrolling our borders. She licked the kit again and added, I'm looking forward to taking these three out into the forest for, for the first time. They look like... They look like they'll make fine warriors, Fireheart meowed. The bittersweet memory of Cloudpaw's first expectation when he when he went into the snowbound forest and came back with a hole rose in Fireheart's mind, and he blinked. He dipped his head to the queens and turned to leave, glancing furtively at Tigerclaw's kit. He couldn't help wondering what sort of warrior it would be. 
goodbye, he mumbled as he squeezed out of the nursery. He could smell the tempting scents of the fresh kill pile walked in from nearby, but there was one more thing he had to do before he could settle down for his evening meal. He padded across the clearing to Yellow Fang's den. The elderly medicine cat was resting in the evening sun, her fur dull with unkept and unkept as usual. She lifted her muzzle to greet him. Hello, Fireheart, she rasped. What are you doing here? Looking for Cinderpelt, Fireheart, answered Fireheart. Why? What do you want now? Cinderpelt's mew sounded from inside her, her burning nest, and her gray head popped out. Is that any way to greet your deputy? <laughs> Yellowfang scolded, her eyes glinting with amusement. It is when he disturbs my sleep, retorted Cinderpelt, clamoring out. He seems determined I shouldn't get any rest these days. Yellowfang narrowed his eyes at, narrowed her eyes at Fireheart. Have you two been up to something I should know about? Are you questioning your deputy? Cinderpelt teased. Yellowfang, Yellowfang purred. I know you've been up to something, she meowed, but I won't pry. All I know is that my apprentice seems back to her old self again. Which is good, because she was no use to any cat when she was moping around like a damp, damp mushroom. Fireheart was very relieved to see the two cats sparing, sparing with each other, sparring with each other as they had done when Cinderpelt was a first apprentice to the medicine cat before Silverstream had, Silverstream has, had died. He shifted his paws awkwardly on the sun-baked ground. He had come to tell Cinderpelt and, and that the Shadow Clan cats had gone, but with Yellowfang here, it was not so easy. It's strange, Yellowfang growled, looking pointedly at Fireheart. I suddenly feel like fetching another mouse from the fresh gill pile. F Fireheart blinked gratefully at the old medicine cat. Anything you want, Cinderpelt? She called over her shoulder as she padded toward the tunnel. Cinderpelt shook her head. Okay, I'll be back in a moment, Yellowfang rasped. Or maybe two. When when she had disappeared, Fireheart mewed quietly. I checked on the Shadowclean cats. They're, they've gone. I told you they would, replied Cinderpelt. But they didn't go until a couple of days ago, Fireheart added. It would have done them. It would have done. Haven't. It would have. It would haven't done them any good to travel any sooner, mewed Cinderpelt. And I had to make sure they had. They'd learn how to ma make the herb itch. It mixture before they went. Fireheart twitched his tail at Cinderpelt's stubbornness, but he couldn't bring himself to argue with her. He knew she believed with all her heart that she had done the right thing in caring for them, and part of him agreed it had been worth the risk. I did tell them to leave, you know, she meowed, her tone losing some of its certainty. I believe you, Fire agreed gently. It was my responsibility to make sure they left, not yours. Cinderpelt looked up at him curiously. How do you know when they left? Graystripe told me. You spoke to Graystripe? Is he okay? He's fine, Fire purred. He swims like a fish now. You're kidding, mewed Cinderpelt. I'd never expect that. Me neither, Fire agreed, then stopped, embarrassed, when his belly growled with hunger. Go and eat, Cinderpelt ordered. You'd better hurry up before Yellowfang demolishes the entire pile. Fire leaned down leaned down and looked Cinderpelt's ears. See you later, he mewed. Yellowfang had left him the choice of squirrel or pigeon. Fire took the pigeon and looked around the clearing, wondering, wondering where to eat it. Since Sandstorm watching him, her slender body stretched out and her tail neatly curled over her, 
over her hind legs. By her fellow's heart began to beat faster. Suddenly, it didn't matter that she wasn't a tortoise shell and that her eyes were pale green, not amber. Fireheart looked at the pale ginger warrior, the pigeon hanging limply from his jaws. Remember what Cinderpelt told him. Live in the pre. Oh, live in the present. Sorry. Oops, cut off. Let go, let go of the past. He knew Spyleaf would always remain in his heart, but he couldn't deny the way the fur tingled along his spine at the sight of Sandstorm. Padded across the clearing to join her as he laid the pigeon beside and started to eat. He, per- he heard her begin to purr. Suddenly, a terrible caterwauling made Fireheart jerk up his head. Sandstorm scrabbled to her paws as Mousefur and Thornpaw, thun- Thornpaw-, Thornpaw thundered into the clearing. Their fur was matted with blood. Thornpaw was limping badly. Fireheart swallowed his mouth full quickly and heaved himself up. What happened? Where's Running Wind? The other cats gathered behind him, hissing with fear, their fur bristling as they prepared for trouble. I don't know. We were attacked, panted Mousefur. By who? Fireheart demanded. Mousefur shook her head. We couldn't see. We were in the shadows. What about their scent? Too near the Thunderpath. Couldn't tell, answered Thornpaw, his breath coming in short gasps. Fireheart looked at the apprentice, who was swaying unsteadily on his paws. Go and see Yellowfang, he ordered. White Storm. He called the white warrior who was already hurrying out, hurrying from Blue Star's den. I want you to come with us. He turned to Mouseford. Lead us where this happened. Sandstorm and Dustpelt looked, ex- looked expect- expectantly at Fireheart, waiting to, re- waiting to receive orders. You two stay here and guard the camp, he meowed. This might be a trap to lure our warriors away. It's happened before. With Blue Star... On her last life, Fireheart knew he had to leave the camp well protected. He charged out of the camp with Whitestorm at his side and Mousefur panting behind him. Behind them, together they scrambled up the ravine and raced into the forest. Fireheart slowed his pace when he saw that Mousefur was struggling to keep up. Quick as you can, he urged. He knew she must be in pain from the fight, but they had to find running find running wind. He had a horrible feeling that this attack might have something to do with Shadow Clan. Little Cloud and Whitethroat had been in ThunderClan territory so recently. Had they tricked him into leading his clan into danger after all? He headed instinctively towards the Thunderbath. No, called Mousefur. It's this way. She brushed past him, brushed past him, quickening her pace and veered and veered toward and veered toward four trees. Fireheart and Whitestorm sped after her. As they raced through the trees, Fireheart realized he had been this way before. This was where the this was the trail Little Cloud and Whitethroat had followed after Blue Star had sent them away the first time. Had a Shadow Clan raiding party come through the stone tunnel under the Thunderpath? Mousefur skidded to a halt beneath the two towering ash trees. The Thunderpath droned in the distance, its foul stench drifting through the undergrowth. Ahead, Fireheart saw Running Wind, lean brown body lying on the ground, ominously still. A black and white tom was bending over the unmoving warrior. With a jolt, Fireheart realized that was white that it was Whitethroat. Shadowclan warrior's stri- eyes stretched wide as he saw the as he saw the approaching cats. He began to back away from Running Wind, his legs stumbling back. He's dead, he wailed. Fireheart ears flattened as rage pulsed through him. Was this how Shadow Clan warriors repaid another clan's kindness? Without stopping to see that White Storm 
and Mouse, what my, White Storm and Mousefur were doing. He let out a furious screech and flung himself at White Throat, who shrank away, hissing. Fireheart knocked the Shadow Clan warrior backward. White Throat limped, landed limply on the ground, offering no resistance as Fireheart loomed over him. Fireheart stared down, um, confused as his enemy crouched helplessly beneath, beneath him. His eyes narrowed into terrified slits. While he hesitated, Whitestorm darted away and bolted into a tangle of brambles. Fireheart chased after him, ignoring the thorns that tore at his fur. The Shadow Clan warrior must be heading for the stone tunnel. He pushed onward and caught a glimpse of the tip of White Throat's, of White Throat's tail as the tom struggled out of the brambles onto the grass verge. Fireheart emerged a moment later and saw that White Throat saw White White Throat poised on the edge of the thunderpath. Fireheart hurled toward him, expecting White Throat to flee to the tunnel. But White Throat took one look at the Thundercran warrior and raced straight in, straight in, onto the thunderpath. Fireheart watched in horror as the terrified cat scrambly, scrambled blindly across the hard gray surface. A deafening roar sounded in his ears. Fireheart shrank back, screwing up his face as the smell as the foul-smelling wind of a monster blasted his fur. <clears throat> when it had passed, he blinked open his eyes and shook the grit from his e- ear fur. A ragged shape was lying motion- motionless on the thunderpath. The monster had hit Whitethroat. For a long heartbeat, Fireheart flip- froze, flooded by dreadful memories of Cinderpelt's accident. Then he saw Whitethroat stir. Fireheart couldn't leave any cat out there, not even a Shadow Clan enemy that had killed one of the Thunder Clan's bra- bravest warriors. He peered up and down the Thunder Path. There were no monsters in sight. He scurried across to where Whitethroat lay. The tom looked smaller than ever, his white chest glistening with blood like fire in the rays of the slowly sinking sun. Fireheart knew that the moving cat would only hasten his death. Trembling with shock, he looked down at the warrior Cinderpelt had taken such trouble to care for, and secret from the rest of the clan. Why did you attack our patrol? He whispered. He leaned down as Whitethroat opened his mouth to speak, but the warrior's gurgling mew was drowned by as a monster roared, roared terrifyingly close, sending waves of fumes and grit over the two cats. Fireheart sank his claws as well as he could into the undone unyielding surface that crouched clo- and crouched closer to the Shadow Clan warrior. Whitethroat opened his mouth again, release a th- releasing a thin trickle of blood. He swallowed painfully, sending a juddering jutter- spasm th- the length of his body. But before he could speak, his eyes focused on a point over Fireheart's shoulder, back toward the wo- woods of Thunderclan territory. Fireheart watched as Whitethroat's eyes glitter with fear before they glazed over one last time. Over for the last time. He spun around to see what what had filled Whitethroat's final moments with such terror. His heart lurched when he saw saw who stood at the edge of the Thunderpath, the dark warrior who had prowled through so many of his dreams. Tigerclaw. And that's the end of chapter 16. Um, that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.